Okay, hi, my name's uh, Sumit Das. I'm a paediatric anaesthetist in Oxford, and we're recording a podcast with Dr. Nicola Jay, who is a consultant paediatric allergist. A little bit of background Nicola works at Sheffield Children's Hospital, um, and having worked as a paediatric allergist for a decade, has developed uh, research interest in the prevention of food allergy as part of the BEEP study. Uh, particularly looking at minority populations to try and improve health uh, and to move allergy services into the community to improve access and delabeling of antibiotic allergy. Um, so thank you for joining us Nicola, welcome. welcome. Can I start by asking has there been a true increase in allergy or is it just more people are aware and are reporting more symptoms? So I think it's true to say that it's both of those things. We've seen a significant increase in the number of children with atopic conditions over the last 15, 20 years, and that increase isn't slowing down at the moment. I think we've seen a true increase in rates of asthma, eczema, allergic rhinitis, and food allergy. But there's also a significant over-reporting of symptoms. So if you ask a parent whether their child has a food allergy, then approximately 16% of them will say that that is the case, whereas with food, uh, with challenge proven food allergy, it's about four to five percent. Okay. Um, what what sort of led to this happening? Increase. Yeah. I think there's a, quite a few things, but a lot of it we're responsible for ourselves because the increase is far too quick to be all genetically related. Mm. It's obviously a non-communicable disease, and so things in our environment are really important. So it's the way that we eat food these days, the way that we've changed our diet, the way that we interact with our environment, particular things such as the microbiome are important, um, the kind of microorganisms that actually live inside us and on our skins and how they interact with the food that we eat. There's also um, concern over potential interactions with medications that we use, so antacids that reduce the acidity of the stomach can reduce absorption of um, food allergens, oh, sorry, increase absorption of food allergens. Okay, so um, can you just educate us as anaesthetists as to why we should sort of try and understand asthma better? So one of the biggest worries I think for anaesthetists is how children will react in terms of their airway when you put them to sleep and we know that asthma um, when it's poorly controlled can have a significant impact on the ability to give a, 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 an anaesthetic that's kind of easy and, and safe. There's also I think lots of children that are cancelled preoperatively because of concerns over asthma or potential airway infections. So I think to have a good knowledge of asthma for an anaesthetist is really important. Okay. Um, and you, you sort of mentioned those are important things. What, in your view, would be the most important thing for us as anaesthetists to do when we're assessing these children for anaesthesia? I think to have a protocol that you use before um, a child is anaesthetised to so understand the different symptoms that can present as asthma, what that is associated in terms of risk, uh, potential thinking about ways of measuring asthma control. And so... It, would it be useful to have access to things such as spirometry preoperatively? Would that be helpful in terms of understanding a child's risk under anaesthetic? I think there's lots more work to be done in trying to understand how we can improve outcomes for children with asthma in lots of different areas. Okay. Can I just ask if you can just debunk, if you like, the, the, the child with the egg and the nut allergy and various anaesthetic agents that 
some rightly or wrongly believe should be avoided? Yeah, so I think there's been a lot of concern in the past, particularly about propofol mm. and the fact that it contains some um, egg and soya proteins or thought to. Um, in fact, it's completely safe in children who've got food allergies and we wouldn't be avoiding that. The same is true for many other medications that are thought to have um, elements of um, proteins in that can cross-react with foods. And do, do you, slightly on that tangent, do you have a view with the use of non-steroidals in children with asthma? So in most children with asthma, non are completely safe and we know that it's a very good um, medication to use for pain relief as well as um, fever control. And so I think that there is a potential in some children for them to have an issue with it, but that tends to be in the minority. So my own preference is it were to be used if needed. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you very much for your time today. That's okay. Thank Welcome. you.